0: In the last few days, we've certainly had a roller coaster of the weather situation. Doesn't seem that long ago that we were talking about how we needed rain. Pray for rain, Father. Please pray for rain. My flowers are dying. The fairways have dried up. The, gra- the crops are failing. We need rain. And now, yesterday, it's like Father, pray the rain stops. We don't need any more rain. It's too much rain. There's flooding going on here. And uh, you know, weather is, is a powerful thing. We look back to last Sunday's gospel in which our Lord showed us his divinity by having dominion over even the storms, the weather. It's incredible. And really on equal and impressive display of his divinity this week, our Lord shows that he has dominion even over death, which is incredibly powerful and something that, that shocks us. That scene in which... A father so desperate to save his daughter that he that he goes out and and looks for this teacher this rabbi this beautiful scene of Jairus and his faith he goes to our Lord please Lord help my daughter as they're going what would that have been like when someone goes out and meets them and says she's passed father thinking my daughter's gone and I wasn't even able to be there When she passed but they go anyway and our Lord walks into the room and what is it? There's chaos there's weeping and and wailing but that calm strength that our Lord had just like on the boat last week when the apostles were all freaking out and he says this daughter is is not dead just sleeping it's like Lord we know the difference between someone who's taken a nap and someone who's passed on like this is this person has left this world. But then he raises her from the dead, showing us that even over something we're all afraid of, the Lord has power. But it's important to recognize what it says in that first reading from the Book of Wisdom, that God did not make death. God only makes life. And death is a privation of that, and it was not his intention for us to have a death be a part of our life, but, but through sin, it's something that has entered into the world, so we have to deal with that. There's a natural fear that comes with, with death. and It's become very taboo. You've seen it a little bit in the last 14 months where, where people are, are very afraid of death. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. And that's fine to an extent, but, but when it becomes a phobia that affects the way you live your life, speaks to maybe a little bit of a spiritual sickness that's going on there. So to think about that. But in the world that we live in, death isn't a part of it for the most part. People are living longer. People are healthier. And life is good, so that's a beautiful thing. But many generations and centuries and millennia, it was a part of the average life. And there's really some beauty that can come with those moments when someone who's dying a good death you know, my own life, I've been very blessed. I haven't really lost a whole lot of people in my life. My grandpa died when I was about 10. I wasn't there in the room. It was during the night. I was at my aunt's, but, you know, it's very sad, obviously. And It's okay to go through those human emotions, but it's important to think about. And now as a priest, you know, I'm around it all the time. And its it's a privilege, honestly, to be there in those moments, because you're in some very intimate environments with family members and It can be very difficult, but again, very beautiful. And it started back when I was uh, a seminarian and I was out in Calcutta, India for a summer and I was working in the home for the dying. It's called Taligat. It was the first home that Mother Teresa started. And back when she first started, you know, these millions of people in, in Calcutta, India, many of them would just, because of their situation, die in the street. So she created this home, quite literally, for people to be brought in in their last hours on earth have a place of dignity. Now when you go into Taligat, there's two big rooms, one for the men and one for the women. There's no walls or anything, but just about 50 beds. About 100 people are there. And now it's just people suffering with uh, pretty bad diseases, something I'd never seen before and some things I hope you know to never see again. And there's situations where hospitals can't quite take care of them or families don't have the resources. So the sisters take on that sacrifice and every single day, there's volunteers that help the nuns and uh, when you're going through the, the streets of, of Calcutta, it's not, it's not the cleanest place, but you walk in and it's just this immaculate building and we would clean the whole building every single day. Every piece of linen, every piece of clothing would get washed. People would prepare foods, but I was with the team that would you know wash the linens. So the whole upstairs, there's all these clothes lines just everywhere, you wash all the clothes and you hang them and dry them and then you, you know, spend some time with the, with the patients and oftentimes they didn't speak English. But some of the most intimate moments I've ever had with a human being were in that building, just holding someone's hand, giving them a glass of water and there's, there's no fake, there's no facade, there's no walls, it's just a human next to a human. A child of God with a child of God. And you can see Christ in their face. And a couple times, someone would be brought in and whatever the situation is, you know they would, they would pass away. And to be there and to watch that, if you've ever experienced it, you know it's something that, that sticks with you. It makes you begin to ask questions. It makes you begin to think about the bigger things. And again, it can be a beautiful moment, but there are a couple of times I had to go up on the roof and just cry. What else do you do? It's a, it's a very emotional thing. But with that, again, you begin to wonder. You know, as it said in the Philippians, we're not citizens of this earth. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's what we were created for. Am I ready? The Lord calls me. Hopefully, for all of us, it's many decades down the life of a beautiful lives and years of life lived, but... We could get in the car, and brothers and sisters, we never know. Today could be our last day. And if we knew that tomorrow was going to be the day that our Father called us home, what would you do? What would you do if you had one more day? Would you call someone and ask for forgiveness? Would you heal a relationship with a friend? Would you just spend time with loved ones, or maybe go to confession? Because oftentimes, those things on that list They are what's keeping us from living freely right now. Because the beautiful thing about experiencing death and seeing that is that it makes every moment of life sweeter. You see the joy of a child, the gratitude of being able to see a beautiful sunset, just not letting a day go by without thanking God for the gift of life. Because again, that's what we were created for, to live. To be in communion and relationship with God. So brothers and sisters, as we continue through this Mass, let's ask the Lord that question. Is there anything I need to do to allow myself to live freely and to be able to enjoy the sweetness of life, recognizing that even Christ took on death, conquered it, and for all of us, we have that hope, we have that expectation that when it is our time and he calls us home, that our citizenship is in heaven.